die for us, born, born of a virgin, born of a virgin in that stable of Bethlehem and living that sinless life and dying for us and being raised from the dead. We're just so grateful that you sent him. We could never thank you enough for your greatest gift of all, the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And we're just so grateful for that, Heavenly Father. We're so grateful that you sent Jesus. And now, as this word goes out here today, we trust that it'll be an encouragement to all who hear it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Open your Bible. Sinners, how many of you know Jesus isn't against sinners? He's against sin, but he's not against sinners. He loves the sinner. He's a friend of sinners. He's the best friend that a sinner has. Did you hear me? He's a, he, he's, he's a friend of sinners. He's the gift of God. He's God manifest in the flesh. He's God's dear son. He's the governor, the good shepherd, the head of the church, high priest, holy one of God. He's hope. How many of you, if you need hope today, let me tell you, Jesus is your hope. Amen. Praise God. And then there's the compound names of Jesus, known as, as, you know, the Bible says that he's Jehovah. He is Jehovah. That's God's name in the Old Testament, among others, Jehovah. And then there's compound names of Jehovah, like Jehovah Sidkenu, which means righteousness. Jehovah Jireh, which means provider. Jehovah Rapha, which means healer. You see, Jesus is your healer today. Can you say amen? Jehovah Nisi, victory. Jehovah Shalom, peace. If you need peace, Peace today, Jesus is your answer. Jehovah Shammah, which means God is there. Jesus is there. He said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Ra, which means shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Uh, uh, Jehovah Shabbat, which means the Lord of glory. Glory to God. Amen. These are just some of the names of the Lord. You know, they ran a study one time uh, in the days of computers. Now that we're in the days of computers, they did a study and, and they ran these these names, these compound names of Jehovah. And uh, as they ran these compound names, Jehovah Sidkenu, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Shalom, Shama, Ra, Sabah. As they ran these names through the computers, smarter men than me did this. But as the scientists ran these names through their computers and did it, test on them, uh, there was a code that kept coming out, and it was undeniable, and the code that kept coming out when they ran Jehovah Sidkenu, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Ra, Jehovah Sabah, the, the code kept uh, spitting this out of the computer, Jesus is my name, 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 oh, can you say amen? Well, I feel the anointing on that, Glory to God. El Elyon, the Most High. El Olam, the Everlasting. How many of you know Jesus is the Everlasting? He's without beginning. He's without end. There's none before him. There's none after him. Glory to God. The Bible says, Hatsur. That's one of his names, the Rock. Jesus is the Rock of my salvation. How about you today? 
Adonai, which means master and ruler. Jesus is my master. He's my ruler. El Shaddai. That's another name of Jesus. The all-sufficient one. The satisfier. I tell you what, Jesus is the only one that can ultimately satisfy you today. Glory to God. He's the Lamb of God. He's the light of the world. He's the lily of the valley. He's the living stone. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the Lord. He's the master. He's the mediator. He's the go-between between God and man. Amen. He's the Messiah, the morning star, the most holy, the only begotten of the Father, the power of God, the Prince of Peace, the propitiation of our sins. That means that Jesus brings forgiveness for our sins. He's the Redeemer. He's the one who bought us back from the devil. Praise God. And from the powers of darkness. Glory to God. He's the resurrection and the life. He's the righteous judge. He's the rock of our salvation. He's the rose of Sharon, the son of man. But more than the son of man, he's the son of God. He's the son of God. He's God the son. He's the sure foundation. Be sure that you've built your house on no other foundation other than the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, because all other foundations are a sinking sand. Jesus is the only sure foundation. He's the teacher. He's the vine. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life, the wisdom of God, the word of God, which is, which was, and which is to come. How many of you know Jesus is coming back? Can you say amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. I get excited when I talk about the names of Jesus. How about you? The Bible says there is salvation in only the name of Jesus and no other. Listen to this, what Acts, the book of Acts says, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Real loud, say Jesus. Jesus. See, that's the name whereby you must be saved. Buddha won't save you. Confucius won't save you. Sun, young, moon won't save you. Did you hear me? Allah will not save you. Don't ever forget this. Allah and Jehovah are not the same. Allah and Jesus, not the same. Glory to God. Don't ever forget that. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The Bible says in the book of Romans that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. Saved from what? Saved from hell. How many of you know there is a hell? And there is a heaven. How many of you want to miss hell and make heaven? Well, the only way to miss hell and make heaven is to call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible says, but as many as received him, that is Jesus, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. You see, if you want to get born again, miss hell, make heaven, you must call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You must receive him and believe on him. And in a moment of time, you'll be saved. Can anybody in here say amen? You see, Jesus is the name by which the sinner gets saved and become righteous. But the Bible also says that the righteous can run into the name of the Lord. The book of Proverbs says it this way. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. You see, the name of Jesus is not just for the sinner. The name of Jesus is also for the righteous. You see, when a sinner runs into the name of Jesus, they get saved and they become righteous and have righteousness 
right standing with God. But you see that name of Jesus is also for the righteous, also for the one who is saved, also for the Christian. And the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Let's stay real close to the name of Jesus. What do you say? The Bible says we must pray in the name of Jesus. Listen to what Jesus said in the gospel of John. He said in in that day, speaking of the day in which we live, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatsoever you ask the father in my name, he will give it you. Now, listen very carefully again. We need to pray in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is the name that unlocks heaven. How many of you want to unlock heaven? Well, then it's the name of Jesus that will unlock heaven. And I want to read this to you again. Listen to this. And in that day, this is in John's gospel. Just listen to this. And in that day, talking about the day in which we live, Jesus said, you will ask me nothing. How many of you know we don't need to be praying to Jesus? We need to be praying to the Father. Did you did you hear me? We can talk to Jesus all we want, but you can talk to Jesus and not get any answers. You go talk to him all you want. That's fine. But when you want to get some answers, you go to the Father and you ask the Father for whatever it is you need in line with this book, with this Bible, Genesis to Revelation, and then you do that in the name, say in the name of Jesus. And when you pray to the Father in the name of Jesus, the Bible says that he's going to give it to you. Can you say amen? Listen to this again. In the day in which we live, Jesus said, we'll ask him nothing, but most assuredly I say to you, whatever, 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 whatever. What does he mean by whatever? Whatever that we pray that's in line with this Bible, whatever we ask the Father in the name of Jesus, he will give it you. Can you say amen? Amen. So there's, you see, praying in the name of Jesus. And then there's healing in the name of Jesus. Real loud, say there's healing. In the name of Jesus. Let's go to this one. Acts the third chapter and the first verse. Let's turn there on this one. Acts the third chapter and the first verse. Notice this. Acts 3 verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. About three o'clock in the afternoon. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name. In the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he leaping, stood up, he walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Amen. Glory to God. There's healing in the name of Jesus. And then as we go on down, as Peter addressed this crowd, look at verse 16. Look at what Peter says to the crowd. He said, and his name. Real loud, say his name. He said his name, talking about the name of Jesus. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. 
Glory to God. If you're here today and there's sickness in your body, I've got good news for you. There's a name that's above every name. It's the name of Jesus. And that name can be spoken over your body and the healing power of God can hit your body and make your body every whit whole. Or that just means totally healed. Amen. Glory to God. Sickness cannot stand in the name of Jesus. So there's healing in the name. And then there's deliverance in the name. Notice Acts the 16th chapter and the 16th verse. Acts the 16th chapter and the 16th verse. Acts the 16th chapter and the 16th verse. Says now it happened as we went to prayer. As we went to prayer. As we went to prayer. Did you notice in that last passage we read in Acts, the third, cha- cha- the third chapter, they went to the temple at the hour of prayer. See, if you want to use the name of Jesus and have it be effective, you can't just live however you want day in and day out and expect to use that name and get results. You have to be a person of dedication and prayer before God. Did you hear me? I tell you what, if you'll be a person of dedication and a person of prayer, you can use that name of Jesus and cause demons to tremble, cause sickness and disease to quake and to depart, you see. In Acts 16, verse 16, it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us. See, she was bound by a spirit, a demon spirit had possessed her, a fortune teller. A spirit of divination who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying these men are servants of the most high God who proclaimed to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul being greatly annoyed. Well, somebody said, well, everything she was saying was right. What, what, what's going on here? I don't want the devil giving me good, good advertisement. How about you? And there's something else about it. The devil was in the midst of it and, and it, it annoyed Paul. It grieved Paul. I personally believe that every time Paul was getting ready to preach, this girl stood up and cried out and said, you know, listen to these men. They proclaim the way of salvation. And, and while he was trying to preach Jesus, she was screaming and, and, and drawing attention unto herself. Did you know the devil will always draw attention unto himself? Now, what she was saying was right. Did you know the devil can quote scripture? How many of you know he quoted scripture to Jesus? Didn't he in the wilderness? But know this about the devil. He'll quote scripture, but he'll always put a little twist in there. He'll always put a little lie in there. I tell you what, a little lie can damn your soul. Did you hear me? That's why we must know the word of God. But this she did for many days, but it was annoying to Paul. This girl was bound. She was telling people's fortunes. Evidently, accurately, because she was bringing people, her master is much profit. How many of you know there's, there, there's the real and there's the fake? How many of you know there is? How many of you know there's real men of God and, the, and there's fakes? How many of you know that? How many of you there's real witches and, 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 and warlocks and there's fakes? Well, this one was a real one. But I tell you what, the devil can throw all the real stuff that he has at us as long as we've got the name of jesus we've got authority over him amen Amen. and so paul ran up here on a real fortune teller 
bound by a spirit of divination, a demon spirit, bringing annoyance to the work of God. And this she did, verse 18, for many days. But Paul, being greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit. Notice he didn't speak to the girl. He spoke to the spirit. And he said, I command you in the name, say in the name, in the name name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That excites me that there's power in that name. There's just as much power in that name today as there was back in the days of the early church. Thank God for the name of the Lord Jesus. I tell you what, there's salvation in the name. There's healing in the name. There's deliverance in the name. And I tell you what, the name of Jesus is the name that will bring down the giant. Say the name of Jesus will bring down the giant. Oh yeah, we'll remember David. Remember him. How many of you remember David over there in the Old Testament? And Goliath, that giant, came out and he mocked the the people of God. He mocked the armies of God. He mocked them and made sport of them and and, and cursed at them and and so on and so forth. And how many of you know David came on the scene? You remember David came on the scene? And he realized that he had a covenant with God and that the giant had no covenant with God. How many of you remember that? And how many of you remember David when he approached the giant he said this to the giant he said to the giant how many of you know the giant's been talking to you how many of you know cancer can be talking to you how many of you know sickness and disease can be talking to you how many of you know poverty and lack can be talking to you well it's time we turn the tables on it and we talk to it a little bit can you say amen And David said to the giant, we need to start talking to the giant. David said to the giant, you come at me with a sword and a spear, but I come at you in the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And how many of you know, he took that sling and he had five, five stones. J-E-S-U-S. Glory to God. I don't know if that works in Hebrew, but it works in English. Glory to God. And it preaches real good here in English. Five smooth stones. J-E-S-U-S. And how many of you know he didn't have to use the other four? He just had to use the one. Is that right? How many of you know there's enough power in the J in Jesus to knock the giant down? Glory to God. And he took that stone and he and he threw it. And the Bible says it hit that giant in the head and leveled him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Why is that? Because he came at the giant in the name of the Lord. We need to come at the giant in the name of the Lord. We need the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Praise God. I'm preaching myself happy. Glory to God. And then in Philippians, the second chapter and verse nine, one of my favorite passages in all the Bible, these three verses, Philippians chapter two and verse nine, Philippians chapter two, verse nine, therefore God, therefore God also has highly exalted him talking about Jesus and given him the name the name, real out, say the name, the name which is above every name. How many of you know that Jesus has a name that is above every name? Any name you can throw out, Jesus tops it. A name above every name. A name above every name. A name above every name. 
that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven, of those on earth and those under the earth. That's talking about heaven on earth and in hell. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven, those on earth and those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Praise God. Say this, the name which is above every name. Say the name of Jesus is above every name. Yes, it's above every name. The Bible said of those in heaven. How many of you know Michael? The archangel in heaven. But the name of Jesus is above the name of Michael. Gabriel, the communication angel. But how many of you know the name of Jesus is above Gabriel? There's seraphim. There's cherubim. And all the heavenly host of angels. But the name of Jesus is above all of them. And think of those who have gone before us in the Old Testament. Abraham. I tell you what, the name of Jesus is greater than the name of Abraham. Isaac and Jacob, the name of Jesus is greater than Isaac and greater than Jacob. Samuel, David, Moses, Elijah, Elisha, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, John the Baptist, all of these great men, great names, but there's a name that's above all those names, and it's the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I've been preaching now for years and years and years, and I've preached messages on Michael and Gabriel, and the cherubim, and the seraphim. I've preached messages on the heavenly host of angels. I've preached messages on Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Samuel, David, Moses, Elijah, Elisha, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, John the Baptist, Peter, Paul. I I preach messages on all of these people. But I'm here today to tell you that when I go to preaching on Jesus and preaching on the name of Jesus, the presence of God comes in like at no other time. Thank God for the name of Jesus. The Bible says he's been given that name that's above every name of those in heaven, those on the earth. How many of you know how much respect I have for Billy Graham? I really do. But I'm telling you what, there's a name greater than Billy Graham. And it's the name of Jesus. I have great respect for Joyce Meyer as much as I love and respect her. But there's a name that outranks her. And it's the name of Jesus. Don't ever forget that. And any wonderful minister that you can name that's on the earth, as wonderful as they are, and as much respect as we have for them, there's a name that's above every name of any minister. And it's the name of Jesus. Praise God forevermore. I tell you what, presidents... Kings, queens, emperors, movie stars, singers, entertainers. It makes no difference. The name of Jesus outranks them all. I I tell you what, how many's ever heard of Elvis? But I tell you what, there's a name that's above Elvis and it's the name of Jesus. Glory to God. How many of you know, have you ever heard of Santa Claus? How many's ever heard of Santa Claus? I tell you what, if you want to get sickness to leave, I tell you what, the name of Santa Claus won't move the sickness. But I tell 
tell you what, the name of Jesus will put that sickness on the run. If there's poverty and lack facing you, the name of Santa Claus won't get that poverty to move. But I tell you what, the name of Jesus will cause provision to come and lack to leave. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How many of you know Jesus outranks Santa Claus? Kings, queens, emperors. Makes no difference the name of Jesus. Outranks them all. And of those under the earth. His name is above all names in heaven. Those on earth and those under the earth. What does that mean under the earth? That's talking about the hordes of hell. The devil. Fallen angels. Demons. The name of Jesus is above them all. The Hamans and the Hitlers. How many of you know the name of Jesus outranks the name of Adolf Hitler? How many of you know Hitler's dead and in hell right now, but Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father? And it's interesting, and listen very carefully now, because the Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I tell you what, take my advice. It would be far better for you to voluntarily bow your knee and say, Jesus is Lord. It would be better for you to voluntarily do that. It'd make good sense to do that. And bow your knee to him and call him Lord. Did you notice that I'm not just bowing and calling him Savior? You can't just take Jesus as Savior. You have to take Him as Lord. That's a misconception that's been going on in the body of the body of Christ for the last many years. See, people think they can just come and, and 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 get their ticket to heaven punched and make Him Savior and then go on living their sinful life. I'm here today to tell you that that doesn't work. You can't just take Him as Savior. I see again and again and again in the Bible where the Bible talks about if you want to get saved, you have to make Jesus Lord. That doesn't mean you have to be perfect. That doesn't mean you're never going to miss it. But that means that you sell yourself out to the Lord Jesus Christ. And it would make good sense. And I did this many, many years ago. And I realize most of you did too. Where you voluntarily bowed your knee. And said, Jesus is Lord, because the Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. So take my advice and do that voluntarily. Because you see, the day is going to come, and I, I thoroughly believe this, because the Bible said every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. And I believe that if we will not bow our knees voluntarily to him, And make him Lord, that a person that refuses to do that, like Adolf Hitler, I'll use him. He didn't make Jesus Lord. How many of you know he didn't? How many of you know he didn't? How many of you know he he killed six million Jews? Is that right? How many of you know he did? There's no question in my mind that that man's in hell today. And I believe that the day is going to come where that man, along with the Hamans, along with the other uh, uh, dictates and dictators and, and horrible men and women that, ha- that have been so cruel and have never bowed their knee voluntarily to the name of Jesus. I believe the day is going to come 
at that great white throne judgment where they wouldn't voluntarily bow their knee. And I believe, I personally believe that under the power of an angel, that a power of an angel will come upon them and will actually crack their knees and their knees will be cracked and bowed down and they'll have to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord before they're cast into the lake of fire. I tell you what, take my advice. Don't wait for that to happen. Make him Lord today. Amen. Do it voluntarily because the Bible says you're going to do it one way or the other. I tell you what, I'd like to do it on the voluntary end. How about you? Makes good sense to bow your knee to the Lord Jesus. You not only miss hell and make heaven, but the power of God is made available to you. The life of God comes into you and you're able to live above the circumstance of life. I'd like to encourage everybody today that if you've never received Jesus, whether you're here in person or you're listening over the internet, be sure, be sure, be sure, be sure that you've bowed your knee to the Lord Jesus and you've called upon that name, that only name that can save you. Call upon the name of Jesus. Make him the Lord of your life. Get saved and have the power of God available to you. Can you say amen? Stand with me if you would in the presence of a holy God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. With heads bowed and eyes closed. As we close this service. I want everybody to have your mind upon the name of the Lord Jesus. We honor him here at this church. We honor that name. With heads bowed and eyes closed, everybody thinking upon one thing and one thing only. That's the name of Jesus. That's the name you want to call on in that midnight hour. In that name is encompassed the fullness of God. In that one name, you have Genesis to Revelation. In that one name, you have the you have the whole arsenal of God at your disposal in that one name of Jesus. There's one name you want to call on in that midnight hour. It's the name, the wonderful name of Jesus. So if you're here today and you've never called upon that name, you need to do that before you leave here today. There'll be some men and women standing up here in the front when we dismiss in just minutes from now. Standing right here in the front. All you got, all you got to do is walk up to them and say, hey, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I, 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 I want to call on that name. And they'll pray with you. And they'll, they'll lead you into a saving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So do that if you've never done that. Maybe you're here this Christmas season. And you haven't been walking as close to the Lord as you know you should. This would be a good time to get, get yourself back right with him. Do that before you leave here today. Do that before you leave here today. If you need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit or you need healing in your body. Whatever the case may be. We invite you to come after we dismiss. And these nice people up here will pray with you. And they'll use the name of Jesus. And we'll... Pray and get that need that you have in your life met. Because Jesus is still in the need meeting business. Amen, amen, amen. Now speaking to those of you who are saved, already born again. I just want to encourage you this Christmas season. Because it is a time where there's much commercialism. 
There's much about Santa Claus and the elves and the this and the that and the other and the presents and the this and the that. But I just want to encourage you that in the midst of all of that, let's don't ever lose sight that Jesus is the reason, as they say, for the season. Jesus. And I couldn't think of a better message to preach to you today than this name of Jesus. There's many things I could have preached, but this is what the Holy Spirit put in my heart. That we all need to refresh ourselves and always stay stirred up about the real reason for the Christmas season. And that's Jesus. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. Real loud, say Jesus. Jesus. Say it again. Jesus. One more time. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Praise God. The sweetest name I know. Jesus. The name like no other. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Heavenly Father, I pray for these people here today. That as we move out of 2011. And we move on over into 2012. That it would be among other things that we could share and say. But save that for a later time. But it would be a year that all of us come into a deeper walk with the Lord Jesus Christ than we've had up till now. That we we go from faith to faith. We go from glory to glory. We go from knowing you to knowing you so more intimately because we know you're infinite. And that's a prayer that I pray for these wonderful people for this church that all of us would come to know Jesus and the fullness of his love and the fullness of his mercy, and the fullness of his grace, more so in this next year than we've known up till now. I pray for these people over this Christmas season, that as they come into contact with family members, that maybe that are not saved, that you would give them the opportunity to in due season lovingly share the good news of Jesus with a family member or with a friend. As hearts are more seemingly receptive in this time of Christmas, that you would give each of us an opportunity to bring the light of Jesus to our family members and our friends. If there's sickness among this congregation, even though you can come up for individualized prayer in a moment, I say in the name of Jesus, sickness, depart from this congregation and leave. Take your hands off God's property and get off God's property. And I declare people, when they walk on this property, the power of God will hit them and heal them before they even get in the door. Hallelujah. That's what I've been believing for for years. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so we thank you, Father, for the name of Jesus. And it's in that wonderful name that we pray. And all of God's people said... Amen. Hey, we've got some food and refreshments for you out in the foyer there. Stay, if you would, after the service and love on one another and have some goodies out there. Merry Christmas, everybody. Don't forget, next Sunday, Christmas, Eve, or, uh, Christmas candlelight service, 10 till 11. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday.